This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Hello, history lovers. Welcome into the program. This day in history, Tony Hubert here, Armand Kachigian across the table from me. All right, a couple things. As we bring you the events of October the 16th. Armand, before you start, before we do housekeeping, just let me remind everybody, part of lineupmedia.fm, home to over 40 five podcasts now and growing sports entertainment conspiracies the occult the paranormal sex we have it all for you do we have sex i don't we know need we it. don't I, I don't think we do medical shows oh. self-help shows podiatry no no podiatry is not good for a podcast that's more of a visual thing no it's actually more of a uh let me, get, let me and, put it this way. It's, uh, God, I'm so screwed up right here. It's more of a nasal thing. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? And uh, this presentation is brought to you by Amazon.com and Audible.com. Whenever we have a recommendation, Armand and I will tell you where to go, how to get it through our website, This Day in History Podcast.com. That's This Day in History Podcast.com. And All you right. click on the Amazon banner or Audible banner. And also, while you're there, why don't you subscribe? You can do so through iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Just go to Facebook.com slash This Day in History Podcast and hit the like button. Right. Okay, now some uh, housekeeping. With, with your peroration. All right. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, Friday we were talking about Yeah, uh, now Zionism. the great Eric Hicks. Yeah, greater than you. Surreal Talk uh, co-hosted with and, you as since I was to, out. The lesser Tony Hubert. No, no, no lesser. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Tony the Unready. And uh, we were talking about Zionism. Zionism. I think I said that Theodore uh, Herschel. Herzl. Herzl. Yeah, was, his first name was Chaim, which I guess, you know, I just took a guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it's Theodore Herzl, father of Zionism. Okay. Um, and I, I'm not going to have a very good show today for two reasons. You know that I'm always best when I'm sexually frustrated. You're not. You're I'm you're not very frustrated. low key today. I had horizontal refreshment. You, last you're night. very tranquil. But that's the good news. The bad news is she gave me a cold. That foul mm, strumpet. Better than giving you something else. That could be. Well, you know, that's the first symptom of AIDS. You what know, a cold? Cold like symptoms. Uh, yeah, yeah. flu like symptoms. Yeah, because a virus. And yeah, it is. It's a viral. So yeah. I'll, I'll be doing this show with a Kleenex attached to my nose. And you know, you know where te- Kleenex, what it was originally used for. Oh, it's facial tissue. So uh, what they use it for? Gas masks. To uh, yeah, you know, filter like a, out. Yeah, filter yeah. gas. Because Kleenex after, is a facial. After the war, they know what the hell to do with it. Well, you wipe your nose with it. Well, that's what I'm doing. I, I saw it referred to today on something that I'm working on, uh, one of those, as a mucus removal system. Oh, yeah. Not bad. That's a good euphemism. No, it seriously was on the bill as a mu- mucus oh. removal system. Okay. It's pronounced muckus. It is? No. No. Good. <laughs> All right. Um, Anything else you'd like to clear up? Yeah, my nasal passages. Okay, but, but uh, 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 let's keep I it to sound, history. I, I guess I'll be sounding a little... 
I don't know. It gives me kind of a resonance, doesn't it? Yeah, you're, you sound fine. I kind of like it. I should uh, keep a code in my node. Yeah. But uh, who was it? Oh, that was, I think it was uh, Marlena Dietrich had her uh, wisdom teeth removed, so her face would be thinner. Yes. Yeah, did you know that? No. Not that mm. they hurt her or anything. Just, yeah, just, so she just have a that sunken. All right. And then, of course, Boris Karloff took his teeth out. That's why well, looks, that'll work. That's why his jaws are sunken in uh-huh. Frankenstein. The problem yeah. is when he made Bride of Frankenstein, the sequel, he had to talk. So if you if you notice, he's not. He doesn't have that. You know those features. Nope. You know those. Uh, doesn't have the not facial look. Yeah. So that concavity in and his little shading makeup would have done area. the trick. Well, these days they'll do it all with computers anyway. You don't need the actors anyway. So, well, I'm on. I'm going to begin in 1384. Yeah, I never heard of this guy well, or this woman. Well, that's the thing. We have a new king of Poland on this date, October the 16th, 1384. Zadwiga. Zadwiga? I don't know. It might be. Is Polish pronounced the WV like the Germans? Zadwiga. That's how I would say it. Maybe. Um, maybe. Well, if you're going to do that, I think the J would be Yad. Yad. Yadwiga. Yadwiga. Yeah. The new king of Poland. Yeah. Uh, one slight problem. Yadviga is a she-viga. Yeah. It's a woman. Yadviga's uh, got a vag. Her crowning uh, either happened because uh, some of the Polish lords had an opposition to her an intended future husband, who would have been William of, uh, I believe, Austria. Okay. say so. Yep. And, who is that? Uh, and uh, so the they gave her the title because, uh, you know, a further, some act would have had to been done and uh, they you know emphasize that she's going to be a queen regent yes salic law we've gone over this yeah, we've gone over salic law yeah, yeah. no yeah. no women but uh who was that pope that was a woman Remember yeah that? there was one we talked about yep, that there was one who uh you know <laughs> supposedly uh hit it very well I don't all the robes. What's the problem? Yeah, the the vest. I mean, the vestments are yeah. set you up. It's beautiful. Well, you ought to know. You're the Catholic. Oh, you Pope Joan. That's someone. Pope Joan. Jo, uh, Jonas Anglicus. Yep. Now, in 1780, the last major raids of the American Revolutionary War are conducted. Just for your information, they happened in Royalton, Vermont, and in Tunbridge, Vermont. 1780. It's winding down. Well, yeah, they went on. Even after the Battle of Yorktown, there were still, yeah, some, still some skirmishes. Yeah, still some fighting. Yeah. Now we get to a big one. This is one that I got to tell you, Armand, I'm not a favor. Uh, I'm not in favor of this, but I would have liked to have been there. Oh, boy. You would have knitted. No, I don't think I would have knitted. To Madame, I would have been selling hot dogs or yeah, popcorn or, or something. Peanuts. Like I would have been, show. yeah. But this is the date that uh, the widow programs. The widow of Louis the Sixteenth is. Yeah, he'd uh, already eaten it. Yeah, he's she's tried it out, and uh, in, in front of the mob, it. she was. No, in, she's tried it she out. Would, well, I don't think she trod it. No, they trotted her. Yeah, they kind of dragged her. Yeah. She was. She'd been condemned. She'd been, she didn't go willingly. Well, she'd been sequestered in that like very small room for several. Uh, Several months, if not years, her, her attendant, and then like two guards who were always there watching her shit and piss yeah. and everything else. Yeah. They had to watch her every move. Oh my! Yeah. So no privacy. She, she's brought out of the uh, of the little prison in, in a tumbrel. Marie Antoinette, the Queen of France, is guillotined right at the height of the French Revolution on October the sixteenth, seventeen ninety three. Yeah. Now what they do with her head? God, I don't know what they did with it. Pickled it? I don't know what they did with it. I'm sure they. When you guillotine somebody, do you bury them all in one piece? Or I don't. I don't know. 
I think their heads usually end up in a basket. It's I think it's a big way basket full of why? 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 A big basket full of heads. Why? Why not? It's disgusting. What's the difference? Once you're dead, who cares? No, once you're dead, you're yeah. I'm not, but for everyone else, a, a, a big basket of heads. Well, this is disgusting. This is a signal lesson to the rest of them about the uh, depravities of the aristocracy. Well, there were some depravities. Citizen S. Marie Antoinette, and she never did say, by the way. Let she never did say. But it. that necklace really screwed her, and that wasn't even her fault. Apparently, there was this no. big scandal about it. Watch the movie Marie Antoinette with my favorite actress Norma Shearer, or watch the one uh, directed by Sofia Coppola with. Uh, oh, it's very, no, it's very don't watch good. Anything directed by it's Sofia. Very good. Coppola. What's your problem? She can't write. She can't direct. She can't act. Uh, she That's can, my problem. She can do all three. Eighteen thirty-four. Uh, the Palace of Westminster. Well, at least the ancient parts of it. I guess. I right there this. in Whitehall, right there in London, burns to the ground. What, did uh, the Continental Army invade and burn it down? No, no, they couldn't well, they make it. They did that to us. They couldn't make it that day. No, they were busy. I think they were busy in Texas fighting Mexicans at that point. 1834? 1834. Yep, 1834. Now, you can take a, a good tour that. of the Palace of Westminster. And uh, you can be in, I think, the one remaining sort of ancient room you know, from the original palace. I did it. You've done it. Haven't you done it? I've been there. Yeah, it's really fascinating tour. It's worth, I know it takes a lot of time, but it's worth the half day or full day if you're ever in the UK to to completely go through the palace, go to the House of Commons, do the whole thing. Charles Barry. Yeah. Same guy that did the House of Parliament. There you go. Wait a minute. Wow, is that... Palace of Westminster? That is is the House of Parliament. Yes, that's what I'm saying. this guy? Augustus Pougain. Never heard of him. Well, he's no Christopher Wren, but he built a they built a nice I guess building. He built the first one before it burned down, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of wood in that thing. There really is. I mean, from the outside, it's all stone, but you yeah, got to remember Charles Barry's the one I always got to remember those. You know, the roofing and everything that's wood, very susceptible. Although it rains so much over there, how the same it? wood they make the uh, English longbows out of? Good old U Y E W Y E W in eighteen forty six. Yeah. Anesthesia is introduced. Yeah, not really. Some guy, I think it was Dr. Long. You got to help me here, though, because there's two things. Yeah, he's, this guy's full of shit. He's, William, not, he's not the first. William T.G. Morton demonstrates uh, uh, ether, anesthesia, at uh, uh, Massachusetts General. Yeah. In what's called the Ether Dome. Oh, cool. Now, the Ether. We need more of those. <laughs> the Ether Dome. Two men enter, one man leaves. Yeah, well, one man's conscious. <laughs> <laughs> Two men walk in. Two the men are carried Ether out. Dome. Anyway, the Ether Dome. What? Well, yeah, this Morton guy. I we gotta we gotta dive into the Ether Dome. I'm sorry. A, his whole life, this guy's fight because you know a lot of people used it after him, and he wanted to get you know obviously he wanted to get uh, his share of the of the moolah for this because he kind of wanted to patent it, I guess. And he wasn't actually the first. A guy named I think Doctor Long from Georgia was actually the first. And the uh, it's actually diethyl ether. So what would that mean? Ethanol, that's four hydrogens, uh, each one with oh, a- you got me. No, it's four carbons, each one with a uh, hydrogen, so that would be three hydrogens, so that'd be 12. So I guess it would be C4H12O. I think that's the chemical, right? Because there's a big, there's an oxygen with two ethyl ether uh, um, on either side. So anyway, that's that's the chemical. They don't use it anymore, obviously, because this thing tends to blow up. Very, yes. Very inflammable. Well, you're going to love the Ether Dome. Okay. So the Ether Dome. Where the hell is it? <laughs> it's great. Well, it's at Massachusetts General. Oh, okay. It's still there. It's right there in Boston in the Bullfinch Building. Oh. And uh, it served as the operating room from 1821 till 1867. Now, 
Uh, it is the site of the first public demonstration of, of Ether. Uh, and uh, on this date, which became known as Ether Day, which I don't, oh, that has a whole nother set of connotations. I don't think you want to explore. Is, However, what about, is there an Ether Bunny? <laughs> that was an obvious, that's, obvious that's funny, joke. Though. That's oh, a good, thank you. It's a oh, good one. <laughs> I get one off once in a while. So the patient is is a gentleman by the last name of uh, Abbott, Edward Gilbert Abbott, and he gets uh, anesthetized. And the surgeon uh, asks him, uh, "Can you can you feel anything?" And Abbott says, "Well, it feels as as my neck's uh, been scratched." Uh, the surgeon, uh, warned, then uh, turns uh, to his medical audience and yeah, utters, I think "They removed a tumor on him or something." And utters, "Gentlemen." Because of course, there's no ladies. And Hell no. no, no, gentlemen. Good old days. This is no humbug, which I, we really don't hear enough of the word humbug anymore. It's a good word. We should use it more. Because earlier, when Horace Wells did the nitrous oxide, Armand, uh, the uh, the uh, students in the audience groaned because, well, he used the nitrous oxide, and the patient groans, and they go, "Oh no, this ain't working. This is a bunch of humbug." Hey, I just got a dear John text. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, scout threw me over for a police officer. Uh, police, men in uniform. Men in uniform. What do you say to that? Uh, uh, men in uniform. That's they'll get you. Why don't you get a uniform of but she something? Says, I'm a great guy. You are a great guy. <laughs> F you. 1846. All right. Any, oh, you know, a lot of people are. It addicted. all happens at the ether dome. Well, people drink ether. You know, I was. I was kinda, Why? Because it gets you high. Well, okay, that's obvious. Did you ever read uh, what was the, the book that uh, Leaving Las Vegas? I think it was. Oh yeah, I got addicted. He, yeah, he was. He was into that shit. Um, or said it was. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's a big deal. I think people, they put in milk and booze and everything else. They got ether. Um, in fact, I think it's, a, what's AC? Alcohol, chloroform, and ether, I think. I, I think nice that's cocktail. It. I think that's it. Yeah, man. All right. A couple more quick events here uh, just to touch on. Jane Eyre, yeah, published every, on every this date. Every high school student ever read this. I 1847. I, I don't like the novel. Why I not? like the movie. Why not? I don't know. It's got boring. a good... I don't know. Got the got her up in the attic. I don't like those Bildungsroman uh, novels. Okay, but uh, I think who was in the movie? Well, Orson Welles in Rochester, and I think Joan Fontaine was yes. uh, uh, Jane Eyre. And who was the crazy wife in the attic? I don't know. Did we even meet her? Uh, I think we did. I, I think know. we did at the very end. Anyway, um, uh, this is Charlotte Bronte, whose pen name, of course, was Kerr uh, Kerr Bell. Kerr Bell. Yeah, C U R R E R. Kerr Bell. Yeah, they all three took. Anne was uh, something Bell, and you know they Arthur Bell because they all had the same initials. Yeah, Anne, and then uh, Emily. Emily would have been Edward Bell, Mm -hmm. Edwin Bell, something. Eighteen fifty nine. John Brown leads his famous raid on Harper's Ferry Uh, in West Virginia. Yeah, it was unsuccessful. Not case, man. He tried. (laughs) Well, that just goes to show you. Evil in pursuit of, you know, what you would classify as a lofty goal is still evil. I mean, this guy killed people in Kansas, weren't even slave owners or anything. I think it was just basically he didn't like them. 1875, Brigham Young yeah, University you is missed, founded. You missed my, one of my favorites, the Cardiff, really? the Cardiff Giant hoax. 1869, why didn't you include this? We love hoaxes. It's more surreal talk. It's almost a whole episode of surreal no, talk. It's more like global warming, another hoax. So they uh, proved the Cardiff Giant was a hoax. Well, yeah, but it's interesting. You've heard the term. There's one born every minute. Yes, P.T. Barnum. That's not correct. Who is it? Uh, David Hannum. David Hannum. Let me give you, yeah, and that's this because of this. David Hannum is the guy that came up with the Cardiff Giant. He he takes this mold of it like a 10-foot guy, supposedly, 
makes a plaster of Paris impression or something of it, drops it in a well, yep. and digs him up. Beautiful. Okay, so now he puts them on display for 50 cents a head, probably 25 Perfect. cents for the kitties, and uh, everything's great. Well, Barnum says, hey, that's a good idea. I'll get my own. Well, he wants to buy them first. Yeah. No sale. So uh, Barnum says, hell, okay, I'll make my own Cardiff Giant. He called his uh, McGinty, I think. So okay. he took that on tour, and, uh, you know, no, that was that Soapy Smith did McGinty? Anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, See, had they known about Bigfoot, they would have been doing that. Well, you and your Bigfoot, you're a Sasquatch file. I don't know why. Well, because it's not real. You have this, yeah, degenerate animal fascination with uh, Bigfoot. It's not me. It's about half the American population. Yeah, there's all kinds of them, but this guy's pretty good. Anyway, this. Uh, so they asked Hannum about P.T. Barnum's. Yes. Which obviously was a phony of a fraud. A phony fraud of, of a, fraud. a fraud. Yeah. And he said, a mockery of a sham. There's a sucker born every minute. Every minute. Yeah, an enigma inside a riddle. Uh, I think that's Russia. Yeah. That's very good, Winston Churchill. Churchill on Russia. Anyway, yeah. they uh, so, so they sued each other and everything, and nobody ever got anything because you know you can't really have a phony and a fraud at the same time. So nobody. Got anything. But our old friend Soapy Smith, I told you about up in yes. the Klondike, mm-hmm. he actually had a fake guy too. Oh, this uh, is great. Yeah, but his his kind of deal was he didn't charge too much to see him, like just a dime, probably yeah. free even. Yeah. The thing is, while the lines were forming to see him, he always had his little three card money games going. Even better. Yeah. So see, he really you cashed get, in. All you need is foot traffic, and then you right. get the high margins stuff out there yeah and in fact if you want to invest in his you know in his scheme giant yeah you could do great. that too oh i would have, you and i would have been investing Soapy smith man we've been working that line i should have tried i know there's a movie there oh that's good okay. uh 1875 brigham. but anyway that david hannum there you is go the guy that said there's a sucker born every minute 1875 brigham young founded out there in provo Brigham Young. They're not very good this University. Year, no, no. Utah's they, pretty good. I've seen them play before. Yeah, Utah got real good since they've joined the, the Pac-12. Yeah, but they lost this weekend, didn't they? They or, did. Yeah, I think but they it's did. But somebody to, Man, those guys are all bad. Washington lost. Washington State. There's, there's nobody undefeated. There's, there's only one That's good team. Tech. There's only one good team this year. Oh, I hope it's not who I think it, it is. is. Oh, it is. I, that's why I don't I'm want to lo- see them win Losing again. interest quickly. Uh, 1882. The great trivia question here. You ready? Wait a minute, I'm responding to my dear John. Well, okay. D- d- respond with tact. <laughs> How's that for how? You never just, know when you can get a call back. Okay. That's not tactful. Okay. Um, sorry to hear. Here, let me. How about f you? No. How about how about f o? Uh, sorry to hear that. No, um, no, certainly enjoyed our. She was fat anyway. She oh, big please. Leg. God, misogynist man, you. I'm not a misogynist. I'm an adipose phobe. Okay. Now, good trivia question. All right. 1882. The Nickel Plate Road, uh, the railroad, the Nickel Plate, opens for business. That's so, okay. Okay. Sounds trivial to me. Well, what's the real name of the Nickel Plate? I don't know. It is the New York, Chicago, and St. Louis Railroad. Still never heard of it. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It really and it, it survived a is that long what happens time. It, is that the one that turned into twentieth century? Because that's the one from New York to Chicago. Well, uh, no, that the twentieth century limited was the New York Central, and the Broadway limited was the Pennsylvania, both with New York to Chicago and the service. Reading and the B and O and the Short Line. Uh, those are from Monopoly, but you you get the idea. the The Nickel Plate Road was uh, was grabbed up by uh, a bunch of carriers a uh, norfolk and western among them which is then grabbed into the southern corporation which is then into the norfolk southern corporation so you know um i remember as a kid seeing nickel plate road stuff you know 
um, go by on the tracks, but I, I've, I haven't seen well, it for. This is I after bet. the 1873 panic. Yes. Which I don't. I don't know how. I'll look this up, but I'm sure the federal government gave them land and everything else. Well, a whole bunch of setting like, up another bubble. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what the railroads did. A whole bunch of them because they overbuilt extremely. Yeah, and they sold land to people, and uh, yeah, it was classic bubble. I'm reading The Age of Progressivism oh, okay. by Murray Rothbard. Great mm-hmm. book. 1909, on this date, Porfirio Diaz oh, yeah. and William Howard Taft, they're holding a summit, and it's the first ever summit between a U.S. and a Mexican president, 1909, and they only narrowly escape being assassinated. I don't know about that, how narrow it was. First of all, put, putting William Howard Taft and narrow in the same That's sentence true. is probably it's a, a good target. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't miss that. So forgive, let's call it a forgiving target. Yeah. Anyway, the guy was, I don't know what the guy's problem was. He had a pistol and the Texas Rangers caught him red-handed. Good for the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Well, he was, what was he doing down there anyway? He was protecting American interests yes, with was. this dictator, Diaz. I mean, this guy was not, well, a, not a good guy. You know what's going to happen in the coming years in Mexico. Yeah, get rid of him. Right. Well, they are, he's already getting fought in the south by Zapata. By the Zapata, north by, uh, by Villa. Yeah. They, everybody hated him. Of course, he wasn't much better. Carranza and the rest of them, they were all fucking dictators, petty. But they ruined that country. Mexico should be a very it's got prosperous so country. so much potential. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, human resources, It's got resources, so much potential. Corrupt government. That's what you get. So much. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful Same thing landscape. with Venezuela. All those ecosystems. Same with Colombia, too, man. You know, and Colombia's doing well. But, I mean, Venezuela and Mexico, they sh- these countries should not be struggling like they have been. Well, traditionally and, socialism. And, cur- and currently. 1916. Margaret Sanger. You may yeah, have heard the name. We hate her guts. She yeah. opens the first family planning clinic in the United States. She sure. does so in Brooklyn, New York. Right. Well, we're 1916. To... Yeah. Well, think that let that a hundred plus years ago. Yeah, but it's not why you. Planning. Yeah, family planning. Why to get rid of undesirables, i.e., black people, poor people. You know, well, we, not to get rid of, of to society. curtail the uh, no to get rid of them. No, no. that's she wanted wanted to do. I, I understand. I've quoted this. Moment. I understand. You've mentioned many times. That's why her quotes are great. Yeah, let's weed she... out the or let's I don't know whether let's extirpate these weeds of society. Nineteen nice lady. Nineteen twenty three. Uh, the founding of one of the great American companies. But not one of the great American stocks lately. No, no, it's not sadly, doing real no. well. Uh, founded by sucks. founded by Roy and his brother Walt, and named the Walt Disney Company. Right. Founded in this date, 1923, October the 16th. Uh, by you mentioned ESPN, the sort of the uh, not doing well, sort of the anchor. Yeah, not in a good way either. Yeah, sort it's of an the ball right and, around his neck. Yeah, yeah, sort of the ball and chain. It's uh, uh, 97. They will today. not be re-upping with rights fees anywhere in the ballpark of what they have paid a couple of these sporting entities, such yeah. as the NBA, the NFL. Not going to happen. Well, it's costing that stock, that's for sure. I don't know. It is. No, there's no return. There is no ROI on that sector of the business. None. Well, they're lucky they got Star Wars and all their... Well, that's why they had to go spend a billion dollars to get the Star Wars franchise. You know what? You know what's propping that up right now? Not that Disney doesn't have a, a pantheon of children to always market to, okay? But if it weren't for Marvel, 
And it weren't for Star Wars, you know, the two sort of subsidiary th- uh, uh, studios inside. Yeah. I don't know where they'd be, Armand. If it wasn't for Marvel and DC, I don't know where Hollywood would be. It's all you see advertised anymore. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, look. And Star Wars. Your movie theater experience God. is going that of the big event. Well, I like this new, you know, I like this uh, this weekend. The big one was that horror movie that cost like five million bucks. Well, which one? I don't know what it was called. Don't, don't you don't you read Variety? Uh no, not really. Okay. I, I anyway. just yeah, it's well, you, it wasn't it. Yeah. It it well, did put down pro, put down Pravda and read Variety, will you? I don't read Pravda, you <laughs> son of a. Why don't you read did your you ta- Pravda? Did you take economics? Why don't you read your you? Pravda? I did. No, you want I, me to spell it for you? B R E I T B A R T. Love it. And the Washington Times. Nothing but propaganda. And the New York Times and the Washington Post. I like to read trash, too. Mulch. 1934, speaking of commies, the long march begins. Oh, boy. I it, wish it had never ended. Oh, this was disastrous. I wish they'd marched into the sea. This like really does. This, you know what the event that affects the world to, that we live in today? This well could be it. Walt well, Ma- well, Disney. Mao Zedong uh, regains his title as party chairman, which he's going to keep seemingly forever. I didn't know he lost it. He, I don't think he never did. Uh and this would set up a chain of events that you can take right up to well, this date today. 14 years later is a bad one where Chiang Kai-shek blew it. Well, yeah. we didn't, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. No, come on. He had that's it. That's Truman and Marshall. They had guys. it. No, it. It's a swing and a miss. Is it not? Well, if it had we back, I mean, come on. It's had a we back swing. Had Kerensky and the White Russians, we probably wouldn't have the problem in the first place. This all could have been avoided. Woodrow Wilson, of course. Right? Yeah. But, you know, it's always in retrospect. Sometimes I think America actually wanted communist entities. Well, maybe Woodrow Wilson did. So that so that they could the capitalist system could have more space to operate. I in. doubt it. Woodrow Wilson didn't believe in capitalism. He was a he was a parasite. If you were an American capitalist, okay? Yeah. Why would you want to lose your market in Russia though? I mean, that's crazy. Well, you can still supply them. How? The state. <laughs> Nobody wanted communism. The Germans wanted it. I didn't say the- want communism. You can still supply products to the communists. Yes. How? There's How? no free market. How- the Nobody state- can buy it. The state will buy them no. if they want them. Just for the people in the state. Depends. Not the people. Oh, what do you mean? Depend. That's what communism's all about. Who did we sell trucks to? There's no private. Who did we sell we- trucks to? We didn't to? sell any. We lent lend- lease to lend- them. Lease. Okay. Yeah, we didn't sell any. Then we gave them away. You know how many billions they owe us? A lot. Well, of course. I'd keep the meter running, too. <laughs> yeah. 1940, this is the date that the Warsaw Ghetto was established by the Nazis and eventually would be cleaned out on a later date, of course. The Warsaw Ghetto, by the way, Armand, not a tremendously big area. No, just a few blocks. Just, first, yeah. A couple square just miles. Just really I mean, tight. Not, not very, yeah. Really tight. Well, on that area, again, 44, the Germans, I mean, and the uh, Russians let the Germans do their dirty work. Wiped out these Polish people there, you know, because they said they're coming. Yeah. So, yeah, have your insurrection. Boy, man, that Stalin never missed a trick, I'll tell you. And then they just held up. Just seized opportunity. Well, they didn't want to, yeah, I know. They didn't want to overreach uh, their supply no, lines. Exactly. So they let the Germans They got it out. both ways, man. Yep. They got whipsawed. They got it Poles. both ways. Uh, n- so there's a, yeah, we got a couple more events coming, but halfway through, let's do the birthdays. Who was born on the 16th of October? I start in 1758, Armand, with right. Noah Webster, the great lexicographer. 
Yeah, well, he sold out to Merriam. You know, well, he didn't sell; he died. And then his family. Yeah, Merriam. Why takes he's got over. the Merriam Webster. Yep. You know, and uh, but Noah's the guy who gets the ball rolling. Well, he was also he wrote uh, he wrote Alexander Hamilton liked his prose because this guy was a very prolific writer. I don't know how I mean God, thousands of pages of writing on just about everything. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so he takes up with the Federalists. Hamilton. Yes. So, of course, naturally, Jefferson's Republicans hated him. So, this is what they called him prostitute wretch, <laughs> pusillanimous, half begotten, self dubbed patriot. Can you repeat that? Incurable lunatic. Uh, oh, what, what? Pusillanimous, half begotten, self dubbed patriot? Woo. Yeah, they knew how to insult people. That's like slinging that. some yeah. mud. Right. <laughs> prostitute wretch yeah anyway so some of these are these are pretty good and then of course he was a big f um advocate of the copyright act of 1831 which i'm sure you like i'm still not sold on patents and copyrights tell you the truth you, you don't want your work protected i, I find that odd i don't know i, don't know. I find that awful like you, you'd like to share your work or or just have it open to all that seems There's awful. There's got to be a better way, though. Than seems that. awful socialistic. No, I didn't say that. Well, then what is it? If it's your idea, and if you've formulated it, no one else has. I'm just saying economically. You I don't get know a if proper or, if you get a proper claim on it, I think you should be rewarded. Now you can. You can argue. Then why does it end? Oh, well, okay. there's where there's the argument, Armand. Yeah. You can argue what the proper reward and what the end is. Right. All you want, and I'll, I'll be. That's fine with me. Argue away. Argue away. But I do think that the incentive lies in the fact that your work would be protected and that you could benefit from it. Uh, you take that incentive away, and I, you, come on. If Edison can't run to the patent office, how much incentive is there for him? There's all that on one side. And the other side is, it's government interference in the private sector, is it not? And you know I'm against that. So yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. But, but, it's a principle okay, thing. That's true. It, okay. you, can, you can label it an interference, but can't you also label it government protection for the private yeah, sector? Yeah, it's always government protection. I'm just thing. asking. No. No? Okay. It, it, protection to me is synonymous with interference. You can't have one without the other. Okay. So if That's I come up saying. with a great idea, it's just everyone can steal, plunder it. and. Well, that that uh, that presupposes you're not going to make any money off that great idea in the first place. Maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm shut completely out uh, of the transaction. Maybe you are, but I still don't think you're going to be poor or, or completely No, I'm going to tell you, there, there's cases throughout history of this. I'm sure there are cases without copyright. We can what go, did we do we can before go, we had copyright we go Nicola- How did anybody make any money then? Why did people write? Why did Ben Franklin write his biography? And you know, there were successful novels and all sorts of things before this. How do you explain that? Because they marketed a bunch of pirates would have taken all your intellectual property. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm I, ambiguous I, about this. To, to be honest, they did I'm ambivalent about it. They did. I'm not ambiguous. You did not realize your full potential and earnings. Okay. If you wrote a good novel, someone came, some hack maybe. came along and copied but, the damn thing well, and maybe. marketed okay. it as their own. Why do we need the government then? Why don't you have private, private people? You, you need insurance authority. Okay. companies. So for what's instance. the authority then? What authority the does the private well, the insurance company? If somebody takes your your copyright your property, which is not copyrighted, but copies it without your knowledge, you get paid somehow. I'm sure people. And what if they just take you? it and change it just slightly? Well, you go to court. That's what the WGA does. If and, I write and, a script, and, should, and should our courts be filled with that? No. Come on. Oh, as if the government is so efficient with this copyright stuff. You're still going to get sued. What happens if somebody violates copyright? You got to go to court. 
What's yeah. the difference? Maybe it's a disincentive not to. Oh, maybe. It's May- not. I said maybe. I qualify this it stuff. It doesn't work them. anyway. You know how this. Look, the Chinese are violating every copyright Everything law left and right. Okay. So it's ineffective anyway. I think it's better to have yeah, it Yeah, because there's no enforcement. But you can't. It's another country. How are you going to enforce it? Because uh, uh, it's their what job to enforce it. How, though? You're going to uh, nuke the Chinese? No. God, you're missing the point. No, I, there is no point. It's you can't enforce it. It's the Chinese government's job to enforce it. If they, they don't choose want to enforce not to, yeah. what they're basically telling you, and they have been telling us for 20-plus years, is, yeah, we ain't going to play your game. Right, and there's nothing we can do about it. Not a damn thing. Look at all those knockoff. Go to New York. You get a knockoff province. Go to Canal Street, and you Prada get a knockoff Purse. anything. Yeah. Literally. Just go. Well, yeah, you don't have to go that far. No, just walk up and down Canal Street. Is it still there? I yes. thought they moved it. No, Canal Street's still there. It runs east-west right across the southern yeah, part of the island. they moved all that. Oh, you're talking no, about New York? Still, yes. Well, I was talking about Chicago. No, 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 no. Remember Canal Street in Chicago? Yes. Well, I think no, moved that, that moved. Canal Street in New yeah. York, you can still go get yeah, right. knockoff anything right sure. there. Of course, your wrist will but be I still green see Pro- within Prada's, half an hour. But Prada's still in business. They're all still in business. These cheap knockoffs are not killing them. No, if anything, it probably helps. Okay, yes, it helps because right. it it because nobody's gonna be able to afford a seven thousand dollar purse. Right, anyway. it's brand aspiration right. which gives right. their license. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not a you know you have this very Manichaean idea of, of economics. Manichaean meaning black and white, evil and good. It's not. Copyright has some advantages, but I think there are How other the hell advantages do we get, oh, to yeah, not having Noah copyright. Webster got us onto this. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Wilde, do you think he cared about his copyright? Well, no, he was born on this date in 1850. Now, his death is a much better story. Uh, but this is Oscar Wilde's birthday, and uh, he didn't say anything pithy on his birthday, or well, not at least in 1854. Well, either that baby crib goes or, or I, do. I come. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Rephrase that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Either the baby crib goes no, or no, I here's arrive. Here's what he said. Either that placenta goes or I go. <laughs> there, that's what he said. <laughs> he was smart enough probably to say that when he was still you know, on the heels in of, utero. Yeah, on the heels of Wild, uh, the great American well, you know what, my playwright. Favorite, I can resist Eugene everything except is, temptation. Except temptation, right. It's true of everybody, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, 1888, Eugene O'Neill. Another, yeah, four-time uh, Pulitzer Prize winner. Nobel laureate as well. Uh, 1890, the birth of the second prime minister of finance for Ireland, the general, the politician, uh, Michael Collins. You know, I think I still don't think I've seen that movie. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. I've only seen it about once, though. I've never seen it. Uh, 1890, wonderful photographer. I like his work, Paul Strand. Okay, well, I've got you're one. not familiar, are you? No, yeah, of course not. Photographer, I know the Strand Bookstore. I've been there on Broadway. Yeah, mid, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't they have the rare first editions in there and they things got all like kinds that? Of stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. this place is huge. Uh, Nineteen hundred, the great ball player. Great name. Name of the day for me, Goose Goslin. He played for the Tigers. I think. He played for Browns. He played for the uh, Tigers, I believe, and I think for the Washington Senators. Well, I got eighteen ninety eight. You you skip William O. Douglas. Did I? Yeah, longest serving justice of the oh, Supreme Court. Okay. That's his trivia. Was he was he a chief justice? At- no, no, okay. no. Thank God. Just justice. No, just an idiot. Uh, also had the most uh, also had the most uh, decisions, court opinions, all of them wrong. Uh, except, except he was anti-Vietnam War. He saw that coming when DM got killed. He's like, "This was this is this yeah, is going to go to that hell in a handbasket." Right. You know. But uh, FDR appointed him in '37, I believe, which just goes to show you, you know. And he, you know, one of his favorite books, Silent Spring. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, so he's got blood on his hands. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, 1925, um, the birth of- He was impeached twice, too, by the way. Impeached from yep. the court? Yep, but they didn't, they didn't get rid of him. Interesting. Let's see if you can name this. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that, uh, nice. murder, murder She Wrote. Yes, Angela Lansbury. Cabot, Cabot Cove. Yes, Cabot Cove. Yeah, Fletcher. What's her name? Very good, very good. Turn that down. What is it? Uh, is it Diane Fletcher, Louise Fletcher? No, no. Nurse Ratchet? No, yeah, that's yeah. not Louise right. Fletcher. Yeah, what is her first name? Well, you, you think about that. Wow. Anyway. I know that. Lansbury. Yeah, she's still alive. Man. Incredible career. Now, you can watch her in the 1940s, Gaslight. Gaslight was Oh, she and Ingrid one. Bergman. Yeah. That's... And Angela's really quite pretty. She yeah. was actually uh, also in um, the one that made her was uh, Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Picture uh, of Dorian Gray. Picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. And uh, you can also see her. Uh, With Herb well, Hatfield. Let me tell you, my kids know her simply as Mrs. Potts. What's that? Beauty What's that? and the Beast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huge. And, and you know, if you have kids, I guess I don't know. Huge, and then of course my grandparents knew her from among the older pictures, but Murder She Wrote, which was you know a Isn't Sunday Jessica. A, I think Jessica. That yeah. sounds right. That sounds right. Which was Sunday night staple. You know, yeah. like right after sixty so minutes. How old is she? Ninety two. Wow. Yeah, she's up there, man. She's right. up there. She's hanging in there. Uh, let me see here on she Goose, was, uh, Goose Goslin. She, she was best in Manchurian Candidate. Oh, she was, yeah. I think she was actually younger than Lawrence Harvey. I think she was. Gives <laughs> that kiss. Yeah. It was a little yeah. Yeah, uncomfortable. Kind of like the wow. dinosaur Burt Reynolds thing, right? Well, we all knew that one was going on there. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Goose Goslin played for the Washington Senators uh, the majority of his career. Then to the St. Louis Browns and back to the Senators. Then to the Tigers, yeah. 1934 World Series, 1935 team, yeah. as well. Uh, good Tiger teams, by the way. And then back to the Senators to close his career. Bad, bad Senators team. Goslin played 2,287 games. Now, here, his career in 3,000 hits was not a big deal, okay? And when his career ends in uh, 38. He's got 2,735 hits, so he needs about two more years, and he'd be at 3,000. He also had 248 home runs, but he had 1,600 RBIs. That's pretty good. So when he retires, he's one of the great run producers of the game, <laughs> plus a stat that I think is overlooked today. But if you go wind the clock back 90, 100, 110 years, you know what stat they looked at the most? How many chicks he banged? I don't know about That's that. I don't know if they kept the accurate records. I'll get on you in the Hall of Fame. There's a different Hall of Fame for that. Will Chamberlain had twenty thousand, right? But they kept. They really wanted to see who scored. How many runs did oh, you runs. score? Runs yeah, scored. and he scored fourteen hundred and eighty-two runs. Also, he played in the era where you could hit a triple today. Yeah, yeah. If you hit five triples in a season today, it's kind of remarkable. He had one hundred and seventy-three. Yeah, and then you know Ty Cobb's got like fifty-six home steals or something like that. It's, one hundred and seventy-three well, stuff like that. Triples. Yeah. Although, who's, man, who's the guy that's got the most? A Tris Speaker? I think it's, it's still Speaker. Uh, Medwick is up there. Mutual's up there. That's just you know longevity. I think it's Tris. You Speaker play in the that. big parks though, especially in the National League, like Scheib and Philly, Sportsman in St. Louis, Boston yeah, had a big yeah. park. Uh, not the Red Sox park, not Fenway, but uh, no. Armand Wood. They call it where the Braves play. I guess it's just Braves Field, Braves Park, in Milwaukee. 
no Boston. Boston. Oh, that Boston. place was like had a 450 foot center field fence or something. Yeah, like you get that. it over the outfielder's head, you could circle the bases. Like, did you see the playoff game last last week? The Red Sox player got the right kick off of the green monster, and uh, he circled park, he yeah. circled him up with. Matter of fact, the throw didn't even. There's no not even a throw home. That's too late. Yeah, I mean he he rounded him blazing speed. Good it old was, days. It was fun. Oh, that's exciting play. Uh, I got nineteen twenty three. Another actress, Linda Darnell. Yeah, Linda Darnell. Yeah. So I know I the just name. Watched but her in Blood and Sand with Tyrone Power. Blood and Sand, beautiful Blood woman. Uh, died in a fire. Ooh, by the way. yeah. Her her career was kind of on the wane, and uh, they told her jump out of the window, burning house. She wouldn't. She I don't know. Didn't uh, do that. Here's a guy we owe a debt of honor to. Nineteen twenty six. The American businessman Charles Dolan is born. Oh. Founder of HBO. Okay, well, I got that is revolutionary, I right there, and vision. cable vision. So yes, he had vision. Um, but man, I remember. Early, do you remember early HBO? Yeah, I uh, didn't have it. But I, I didn't either. We didn't either. The people that did. But when we would go on vacation, late 70s, 77, 78, I'm telling you, my father, we would drive around until we found an HBO motel. Oh, wow! Get a room there. In. We drove around until we found the Thousand Fingers Bed Hotels. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Put a quarter yeah, in Yeah, put a quarter in. <laughs> yeah. I always Free wanted to porn. do that, and my parents would be like, no, you're not doing that. They'd get all upset. I'm like, what the, what's the problem? I just beat wanna, that little horsey outside of the barbershop. Yeah. Where the hell they yeah. had? Or Woolworths. What's the difference? How many girls came of age on the thing outside the Woolworths? <laughs> well, Please. Hazard a guess. Oh. 1927, Gunther Grass. Uh, yeah, I think, I guess, what? The, the ten, 10 Drum. Yeah, I know. Was the, be the big one? Crazy kid in that. Yeah, the just everybody. kid that bangs the drum. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, he was Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> I am. So so is Bob Dylan. Uh, 1941, Tim McCarver. Another know, great ball like, player. I don't like his. My, as far yeah, as the his, reason they call it a strike. Yeah. I mean, his stories are so uh, no, jejun. I, I got to tell you, I like him. I don't know what jejun uh, means in your <laughs> exact. Insipid. Just boring. Infantile. Boring. Oh, the stories that he can't tell yeah, on the air are, are unbelievable. Yeah, he's probably got some good ones. Everyone I've ever known loves the man. Honestly, my media days, even before then, very nice gentleman. He's no Marv Throneberry. No, he was, he was always, always gracious, okay. gracious with his time. Very professional. Well, mediocre players are probably... No, he's better than mediocre. Nah, I don't know about that. Yeah, he was. He's better than mediocre. I think he was on a good team. He was on good teams. Uh, the reason he was on good teams is because he could handle a pitching staff and the pitchers implicitly trusted him. Bob Gibson would not pitch unless Tim McCarver was the catcher. Okay. And unless your uh, cohort from Granite City, Dal Maxville, was the shortstop. Dal Maxville, yeah. He insisted... That it'd be McCarver and Maxville. He wanted good defense in front of him and good defense behind him. He also had Julian and Javier and Kurt Flood. He had great defense right Should've up the done middle. Done like uh, what's his name? Rube Waddell. Remember, bring everybody in, sit, <laughs> sit, sit on the pitcher's mound while I throw, while I strike these guys out. That is that's yeah. good. Uh, who now else? That's confidence. Going? Oh, Grateful Dead. Bob Weir. Yeah, he's still around. Nineteen forty-seven. Uh, Tim Robbins, born in nineteen fifty-eight. Kami Pinko. I don't give a damn, Armand. Oh, he married great. beautifully. Oh, she's a Pinko too. I don't. Uh, not a great hey, actress. Hey. Yeah. It's coming up someone you just the horizontal Shh. therapy. Yes. 
Come on, Susan. That's that's what her. What's, yes, what's, you, I love that's her. That's a beauty. You, you oh, consider God, her? Yes. Oh, she I love her. Of all the beautiful actresses, no, no, and there's a lot of them. I'm not saying I don't you know. She has a certain amount of talent, but I. Yeah, a beauty. Yeah, you wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. What, let's now? Be have you seen her lately? Yes, I have. Crepe skin, <laughs> lovely. I didn't think she was that great in Rocky Hard. Yeah, she. Oh. Wow. Bob Mold, great um, uh, American singer songwriter, early alternative music artist, born in 1960. Bob Mold. Yeah, you would have no <laughs> what idea. A name. You'd have no idea. <laughs> What you, what you, tapeworm? No, stop it. 1950, C.S. Lewis publishes The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. You can have it. Starting the Chronicles of Narnia. There are. Uh, I read the first one and never read another one. The only one I liked by him, I was, uh, I didn't read all of it. It was pretty good. Screw tape, uh, screw tape letters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't read that though. Yeah. Satan. Satan. Yeah, not bad. Uh, 1964, China joins the nuclear club with their first so uh, fifth, detonation. Fifth, I guess, because yeah. France was 1960. And England was, or I'm England sorry, the United Kingdom, technically. Third, 1953. Then Pakistan after China? No, India. Or India, Pakistan? India was 71, I think, and then Pakistan, 74. Or, no, India might have been 74, and Pakistan, did, like, did 78, people freak 79. Out? Well, seven. I mean, I, I don't know if these guys were signatory, like North Korea is a signatory, and Iran, I don't know about, no, not North Korea, but Iran's a signatory of the Non-Proliferation Act yeah. Treaty. So how do they get away with any of this centrifuges and all this stuff? Of course, the United Nations is completely impotent, so they can do whatever the hell they Let's want. Let's say flaccid. I don't know if they're even flaccid. Not even up to the flaccid yeah, stage. Flaccid, yeah, yeah. They're eunuched. There's some tonus there, even in flaccidity, these guys, yeah. They're castrated. 1968, Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Oh, yeah, I remember this. They are kicked off the U.S. team. This is after the Black Power salute at the Summer Olympics in Mexico City. There are certain parallels, I guess, to what we were discussing this morning. Yeah, Armand is not a fan of the the Neil protest uh, going on in the NFL. I'm indifferent. You want to kneel? Fine. I I think what is really disrespectful to the flag is if you walked out on the field and turned your back on it. Well, I don't know. I think that, that's a difference. I, I don't know. That's, on the other hand, if you get the guy, if you make the guy stand, it doesn't change the way they feel at all. I, well, that's not. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not. I'm not. Uh, we've already had this discussion where they have the right to do it. I'm just saying I don't watch it anymore. Yeah, and that's your choice. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, and not, again, I'll say, if, does it do anything? No, uh, it makes me feel better. Makes you feel better, right? It is, takes. It would take a whole lot of people to to move the needle. It is getting, but it is for the getting, NFL. The ratings are terrible. Um, Part that, of there you may know, be another reason for that. Well, that's a big ring, believe me. Uh, the, Who watches football by and large? Betters. Well, better maybe. That's that's a big part of it too. But Midwest people, who's a your quintessential Pittsburgh Steeler fans, uh, Joe Lunchbale, they don't appreciate guy, this no, kind of don't stuff. Ap- right? I know they don't. Well, I, I know a lot of them don't. I know a, I know a lot of other people are like, oh, so I, yeah, I don't say prohibit it. I'm just saying no. it's going to, you know, yeah. Well, it's costing money. It's costing, and not, well, as soon what, as it costs that that cartel money, and that's what they yeah. are, a cartel, right? then you'll see you'll see a change. But most people, I think it's a little ironic if you say, well, I'm boycotting the NFL. Do you have ESPN on your basic cable? Or do you have expanded cable? Yes. Well, you're not really boycotting the NFL. You're pretty much directly paying the NFL, regardless if you ever watch it or not. Well, that's why I'm against that shit too. That bundle, you should be able to buy whatever There's stations. A great you want argument. Yeah, why we cannot won't. have a la carte television 
Yeah. Well, because they're too powerful. That's why Charter and all these guys—they have the government on their side. Yeah, because they can th- they can <laughs> shove crony this capitalism. crap down your throat that you don't want to pay for. Well, that's quite essential. And, and the crony pe- capitalism and the millennials. This is one good thing about the millennials who have figured out how to unbundle their entertainment. How do they do that? Internet. Oh, do they? Well, yeah. Good for the millennials. Yeah, they've they've. Yeah, I'm. Too, you know, ESPN was losing that. about ten million subscribers. If it was up to me, I'd have CNBC. Turner Classic Movies, uh, the net, the network. Well, I don't know if there's enough margin there to actually like. You would might be a loser then, just running the cable to your house. Now, it, it, I think it might be a little different if it's satellite because satellite's yeah. just like okay, we're gonna click these codes on. I don't know what how about th- that Fire Stick thing. Well, how does that that's, work? That's an option. Yeah, ask ask the boys in the tech room because they, they, they surreal talk. They know how to do it. Uh, 19 at 73. You're going to vomit on this one. I don't know. I vomited. Henry Kissinger and Le Durk Toe. Well, he Toe uh, refused. Yeah, yes. he refused it, but they're awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. So Kissinger he, had this the medallion say. and everything. Kissinger, I'm very grateful for receiving the Nobel Prize. Uh, we will be out of Vietnam. Is this before uh, or after he banged Angie Dickinson? I don't know. <laughs> Who hasn't? You. I me. haven't. Um, I would like to thank Angie Dickinson for giving me the uh, courage to go forward with the peace initiative, and uh, and yes. Well, anyway, he, uh, Henry Kissinger. Does he still ever alive. get excited? No. I mean, do, do how many times do you, do you think Henry Kissinger's heart German. beats per hour? Three, four? Yeah, it's like Paul Dirac. Yeah, you tell Henry Kissinger a great joke. Here's the response: That's hilarious. Um, my goodness, I nine, believe I had an orgasm. Nine, <laughs> all right. 1975, last known person that's infected naturally oh, with the smallpox goes to Rahima Banu. She's a two-year-old girl in Bangladesh. And um, again, who knows? Someone else out there may have got it naturally, but she's the last known person. I think they've, I think they've destroyed it all. Of, it's in a that? vial. It's down to a vial. I thought they did that, though. I thought they had two They destroyed of, the vial? Your- yeah, they had one in Europe, one in America, or at the same yeah, time they destroyed them. Get rid of it. Yeah. I Why think. can't we walk around with the smallpox <laughs> virus on each of us? Because remember, it's not us that kills people; it's smallpox. Hmm? What? I'm not yeah, sure. you heard me. Yeah, I know, but I'm just I'm still Nin- trying to decipher that. 1978, Carol Watila wins an election. He's the first non-Italian to win this election since 1523. You know him better as Pope John Paul II. Yeah, you're a good guy. Better than Pope Francis. Oh, stop it! Yeah, In a lot of ways. Pope Probably Francis, bowler too. Uh, he was uh, he was a good athlete. I think Watila was yeah. uh, swimming, and uh, you know, right until he got you know uh, he sort of brittle at the end. Well, yeah, he was a very active guy. He traveled like no other pope. Tell yeah, you that. Oh, yeah, was, Pope John Paul yeah. World Tours. Yeah. Right. But yeah, this is the day, and of course he replaces Pope John Paul I, who died under mysterious uh, yeah. circumstances after, Godfather. I believe, 29 days George Hamilton as him. the pontiff from Godfather Three with Sophia Coppola, by the way. Uh, 1984, Desmond Tutu awarded <laughs> yes, the Nobel to Peace Prize. Embarrassment. And uh, who, Desmond Tutu? Getting no, the no. pre Sophia Coppola. Okay, you better stipulate. Uh, I'm talking about Desmond Bishop that Archbishop. That scene with the dough still makes me sick. I, uh, I thought it was hot. Oh, God. Uh, 1991, uh, one of the first uh, 
kind of big mass shootings occurs at a Luby's cafeteria in Colleen, Texas. 23 are killed, 20 are wounded when George Hennard uh, runs amok. And if you don't know what a Luby's is, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Luby, one of my grandpa's, grandfather's favorite cafeterias, whenever we were down there, we'd always eat at a Luby's at least a couple times a week. Just great cafeteria. Okay. You know, when cafeterias were kind of a thing, yeah. go in, grab your tray. Uh, you know, you're eating immediately, and you're what in was that out. one we had out. in St. Louis North. Uh, oh, Northwest Plaza had a good one. Well, uh, one the famous bar, uh, Garav- Yacavelli's was that it? That was that was a cafeteria. I think Yacavelli's had a cafeteria style, maybe. All right, you know, there was a lot of good ones. I missed the I'm cafeteria. To, I'm trying to find who I'm looking up going post. Man, I missed the guy. The cafeteria. Oh man. Okay, who died on this date? Well, we mentioned old Marie Antoinette uh, passing away. Well, do you say pass away when you get guillotined? Mm-hmm. You get killed. Okay. She is killed, 1793. Now, this next guy, Armand, Jules Rimet. Well, you, you've missed a few. You, you, uh, no, no, let's concentrate on Jules well, first. Yeah, you, uh, you Why is he far. famous? Well, that, that stupid World Cup trophy. Not stupid. The World Cup trophy is named for him. That's yeah, right. I French know. businessman. I knew that. Died in 1956. Now, who else did I miss? Well, all the guys at the Nuremberg trial that they had. There's so hang. many. What well, are we going to do? Not all of them, because Goering killed himself. Well, that's true. Uh, von Ribbentrop. I did see Von Ribbentrop. Yodel. What a, what a great name. Yeah. Von Ribbentrop Molotov packed. So why did they kill Molotov? Because he won. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. To the winner goes life. Yeah. To the loser. To the loser goes loser your life. Loser gets spoiled. Uh, yodel. Uh, Let's see. Durnitz, although he only got like 10 Why years. Why would you? Raider. Was, okay, see, Durnitz wasn't killed. There's no reason no. to kill Durnitz. Well, he, did that. he only did a few years anyway. He didn't do that long. Krupp, all he did was make the damn guns. What are you going to do? You know, Von Papen. Hey, hey, drinking out of his coffee machine. Krupp? That's right. Am I incorrect? K-R-U-P-P? Yeah. That's the great. Yeah, same company. I think that's yeah. the same company. All right, if you say so. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, where are you at? Oh, oh, now I got 1982. Oh, uh, 1980. Oh, yeah, I want a, a Monica uh, Maria. Monica Mario, Maria, who? who Mario Del Monaco. Mario Del Monaco. Yeah, not one of my favorite tenors, but uh, interesting because he did the Malachi method of uh, singing. Did he own a steakhouse by chance? No, no. Not Delmonico's, and that's at New York, right? Isn't that the? Oh yeah, my friend Mitch ate there not yeah, too long ago. This guy's known as the Brass Bull of Milan. The brass Bull? Yeah, he's got a voice, not brass balls, brass bull. I mean, he's the lower larynx. I was gonna say the brass Master bull implies he's got a voice from down under. Yeah, well, it, well, that's why it is down under, but the lower larynx, and he took his. Uh, Took his lessons from Malachi, this guy, the Malachi method. So he moved, he moved said. a lot of air, is what you're saying, technically. Well, well, the thing is, he opened up the lower larynx, like the yawn. They call it. So you want to do the yawn, apparently. That was his. I don't even know what you're either, talking about. I don't but whatever. About. It's a lot of muscle control. So his, he had a build. You don't open your mouth here. You open it down here. Yeah, see if you can do it. That's what he practiced it's a all the time. Sensation, I guess. If you, yeah. So he could, he so had, he really he got that voice. Really could move his diaphragm around and well, the larynx. I guess he got more air through there. He's famous for being Otello and uh, Andre Cherny. Okay, and uh, this is uh, his teacher. This is what he said: "I will give you a voice. Knowing how to sing is your business." Mm. So mm. anyway, Mario Delmonico was his most famous pupil. And then. Uh, a lot of these other guys tried to copy Delmonico. So, like, is is Pavarotti that type of singer? Or? No, I don't think so. Because this guy's big problem was he couldn't sing pianissimo. What is that? Ultra soft? Yes, very soft. Okay, or anything soft at all. 
that was, oh, okay. you know, he just didn't have that in his range. But uh, interesting. Mario Delmonico, our opera buffs will know him. Um, I guess next one is probably the one you have. Yeah, 1997, James A. Michener, the yeah. author. Uh, seemingly, if there was a region on Earth, Michener wrote about it. Yeah. Alaska. Alaska. Hawaii. South, didn't he write South Pacific? Yeah, Tales of the South Pacific. Tales was of, man, of but, the South Pacific. But that was from his war experiences, right, which right. is where we get the, the play and the musical. But I, I, when I was a kid, I thought this guy was writing a book on all 50 states. Yeah, he wrote uh, Sports in America, which is kind of a That's good book. True. You'd probably like that yeah, one. Yeah, no, I, look, he's a good writer. Yeah, I like Michener. There's, every time I'd walk into a Barnes & Noble, or not a Barnes & Noble, what am I thinking of? Uh, B. Dalton, B. Dalton, or a Walden's. Oh, yeah, there'd be the new sh- Michener right up showing front. your age again. I am. Well, we're old. Uh, 2007, Deborah Kerr. Carr, I guess. I don't know. That's how I pronounce. Six-time Academy Award nominee, never won. Her and uh, or she and Glenn Close and uh, I think Ruth Edding are tied. Six nominations, no win. And she was always this good girl, kind of wholesome, until she made From Here to Eternity with Burt Lancaster. Remember? They're lying on the beach with the waves coming over. It's a beautiful scene. Well, it was rather uh, risque stuff for that time. And apparently they did a little rehearsing on the side, too. Well, Bert probably felt the scene needed a little yeah. know, blocking. We, and well, You know Bert's famous line. Who was that? Layman, Ernst Layman, when he hired him to write uh, um, the one he did with uh, Tony Curtis, uh, Sweet Smell of Success. Yeah. And they brought Layman in. Layman never met him before, so he goes in. Because it's Bert. It's Hecht, Lancaster, and uh, Coke or whatever. Uh, I don't remember the third guy. But they had a, their own production company. And they said, you want to meet Bert? Yeah, yeah. So he's sitting there waiting in the office, and Bert comes in zipping up his pants. She swallowed it. Jesus. <laughs> the first line here is out of Burt Lancaster. So well, that's kind of guy, my kind of guy. And finally, I'm going to wrap things up with Barbara Billingsley, who died on this date in 2010. Now, we all know her as the mom yeah. on Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. June Cleaver. I think I know what's coming. Lovely lady. White gloves. Immaculate house. Went shopping with her gloves on. Always beautifully dressed. Hair, makeup. Meticulously quaffed. But to a generation of people who did not watch Leave it to Beaver. Okay, this is not bad. This is how they know Barbara Billingsley. Can I get you something? (laughs) Some more folk butter laying into the bone. (laughs) Take me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, stewardess. Cuddy. I speak jive. Oh, good. He said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him all right would you tell him to just relax and i'll be back as soon as i can with some medicine just hang loose blood should have catch up on the rebound on the med side what it is big mama my mama didn't raise no dummies i duck a rap cut me some slack jack chomp the one to help chomp don't get the help Ah, dude don't got no brains in him. <laughs> a new career. Oh, and she nailed it. Oh, my God. Because it's her. Yeah. It's not a voice. It's, no, a, it's that's, her. That's bar, yeah. I mean, just listen to her inflections. Chomp the one to help. Chomp don't get the help. Reminds me, I watched Tr- uh, Blackula the other Try night. This dude don't got no brains in. Oh man! Oh, you know her brother was the guy that ran at. Oh. Remember Twenty uh, One? No kidding. Yeah, that was uh, Sherm Billingsley. 
Oh! Yeah, Sherm Billingsley in the 21. Oh, no, not the 20. Uh, the Stork Club. He had his own show, remember? Okay. For, yeah. Live from the Stork Club? Live from the Stork Club? Yeah. Okay. What that a, was Sherm Billingsley. That was her brother, I believe. Oh, man. What a... Interesting. A stroke of genius casting. What? That's rarely been repeated. Oh, in this movie? Putting Barbara Billingsley into the one scene in Airplane. I'm telling... That that scene damn near steals the movie. Well, I mean, when you ask when you ask for the scene out of airplane, there's a couple that people will always say. Well, I think, but the Billingsley I like one the one is, where the gal's going, she's losing and they're slapping her. Yeah, but that's a that's a yeah, that's a that's pretty funny. But just one tight little because that's all she's in it for, yeah. uh, other than you know you see her a couple times in shots, I think. But that's well, yeah, that's that scene, yeah. Anyway, sure, and Billy, the three the three big places in New York were the Stork Club, Twenty One, and uh, the other one, Toot Shore. Yeah. So, yeah. but Sherman Billy had his own, you know, he had his own uh, TV show. You know, that's yeah. how big that place was. Barbara got a good start, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there you have it. All right. So I guess uh, I don't know. Oh, did you forget? Uh, I don't know why you don't have the Battle of Leipzig. Well, this is a Napoleonic uh, deal, yeah, right? I'd say that was the biggest event of the day. That's what killed him, man. Broke his back. Battle of Nations, 1812. Uh, Napoleon's fighting the Sixth Coalition. There was almost, you know, five before him. But this one actually kicked his ass. And uh, his, I guess it was Bernadotte, his own uh, marshal, turned against him. And that's called the Battle of Nations. It was the uh, biggest and bloodiest battle of the Napoleonic Wars. Bigger than Waterloo. Damn. Better, bigger than Borodino. Yeah, it was that big. Wow. He lost like... God, 75,000? 75, I mean, he got murdered. That was the end of that was the end of Napoleon. So that's that was my event of the day. I don't know why you uh dismissed it. You didn't even have it in your list. Yeah. You and your nickel plate railroad. It's no Waterloo. It was bigger than Waterloo. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's true. I'm glad you just led to him it. being exiled for the first time. To Elba? Yeah. Or Corsica. Elba. Elba. No, he born on Corsica. Yeah. Three islands, Corsica, Elba, and St. Helena. That's just remember in alphabetical order. Oh, okay. Born Corsica, exiled Elba. Elba. Second time, St. Helena. Okay, got it. Got it. October 16th, we got that in the books. It's a wrap. Thank you, Armand. Thank you to producer Andrew Allen. Hey, folks, thank you for listening as well. We appreciate it. Don't forget, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. And uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Go to Facebook, facebook.com slash This Day in History podcast. When October 17th rolls around, we will be here to tell you about it on lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.